Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to What Would Kay Say? I am your host, Kay Edwards. How is everyone doing today? How is everyone doing this morning? Because the day hasn't even really started yet, right? But I trust that you all had a blessed week. And we give thanks to God this morning for bringing us back here again today to have the opportunity to share and understand his word, right? Now, my week was pretty good. Can I tell you about it? Well, let me see. It started with, I ventured out. Now, you know, that's a big to do for me because I don't really venture out that much unless I have to do something. But this time I didn't have to do anything. I just felt like going out because the weather was nice. And I was like, you know, go get some fresh air. So I ventured out and I said, you know what? This, the, wor- the world is opening up. No, New York City is opening up. And that means that, you know, you're going to be going more places because there's going to be more things to do and partake of. Even if it's just walking around, just looking at things, more things are open, more people are going to be out. So I said, you know, 
Let me just go out now, go into the mall and see if I can find just a few items to perk up my wardrobe a little bit. Because you know, last year we weren't wearing anything. And if we were wearing anything to go out, we definitely weren't going out to dress to impress, right? Because who are we going to impress? The empty streets? But anyway, so I said, you know, go get yourself something just to add a couple of new pieces to what you have, right? But can I tell you something? I've noticed that the styles have changed since we've been on lockdown, right? Now, although my style has remained the same, I say that because when all of you were trying to get familiar with being, you know, home and wearing relaxed clothing, I was already in that mode. My last year of working in the corporate environment, I had already begun to seek out fabrics that would lend themselves to comfort, but yet still offer style, right? Because I have to still look fabulous when I was working. What? Are you kidding me? I could be comfortable and fabulous, right? So now, because I had to be business presentable, I would always look for the most comfortable slacks, you know, with the fabrics that, you know, lend to being loose or stretch or, you know, things like that. Blouses that were, you know, the material would just be breathable, you know, not that cotton, cotton, staunch cotton all the time, but just breathable fabrics, right? Fabrics, right? So now here it is around the time 2018 that I had already started on this adventure of let me look for stylish clothes that are going to be comfortable. So when the pandemic hit, you know, I was oh so ready for it, right? I had everything in order. But now going back out into the world, so to speak, I started thinking, you know, let me just add a couple of new pieces to the clothes that I have. So I went to the mall and can I tell you something? There's nothing in the stores. And I'm sure some of you that have ventured out, you've noticed this also, that not only can you not really find, I guess the store, you can't really find what you're looking for when you go into the store. And when you go in there, if there's anything in there, it's not anything that you would want to buy. I mean, that was just, that was just my perception of it. And the thing about it was I didn't go out looking for anything in particular. So is anything that I would have stumbled upon that I would have thought was cute, I would have picked it up. But there's nothing out there. All the store shelves are empty. And when you ask someone who's working there, oh, do you know when you're going to get more of the responses the same everywhere? Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know if we're going to have that, whatever it is you're looking for, right? So I guess we're still waiting for the rest of the world to get back up and running so that we can have some more clothes on the racks in the stores, right? But then I ventured into a shoe store and I noticed that no one wears shoes anymore. Footwear is either some sort of sneaker or a crop type sandal. Not that I was looking at the feet of the people walking around in the mall, but when I went into the shoe store and I'm not a lover of shoes. So for all of you people who are a lover of shoes, I'm sure that you have come across this as well, that there are no shoes in the store. Like they have such a small 
section of shoes in the store and everything else is sketches. Like I was looking for, I didn't see any high heels, you know, just to see, just to look, not that I was going to buy any, but just to look at the high heels or look at the pumps or look at the mules, sketches, various styles and colors. I, but then I thought about it and I chuckled. I said, well, when you're working from home, why would you need shoes on, right? Why would you need shoes if you're working from home? Then of course, as God would have it, he started whispering in my ear, right? He said to me, could it be that I'm showing you all this because everything that we thought we needed, we really didn't need, right? Think about that. Everything that we think we need, we really don't need. All the various articles of clothing, the shoes, the handbags, the earrings, the blouses, all material stuff. It's all material stuff. How many and how much do you really need? Right? So then I started thinking some more. That we have become so accustomed to having excess myself included. And I'm not saying that I, I go out and I buy excessively, or I'm not even saying that either of you, any of you go out and buy excessively, but the idea that we have gotten so used to things being in a location in abundance. When we walk into a store, we are so accustomed to seeing numerous amounts of whatever it is that should be in that store, choices upon choices. Then the scripture that came to my mind was Romans 14, 27. And it tells us there that for the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So I was like, okay, what does this really mean? And when I looked it up, Paul was stating to the Romans that if you're a stronger Christian in Christ, not to flaunt your freedom that you've obtained in Christ in front of the newer or weaker, so to speak, Christians. In other words, yes, we're able to eat and drink what we want. But if it offends a brother or sister in Christ because they don't have the full understanding of what it means to have freedom from the law, or if they just feel more comfortable abiding by the law, then don't do it and become a stumbling block for them to progress in their walk with Christ. So let me break this down for you. In the Old Testament, there were certain foods that should not be eaten and God gave specific instructions to Moses as to which foods they were. But when Christ came to fulfill the law by dying on the cross, it gave New Testament Christians the ability to eat and drink whatever they wanted. Nothing was forbidden anymore because, as you know, we are no longer operating under the law. Jesus told us himself 
that he did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill the law and the prophets. And we find that in Matthew 5, 17. Do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. And as you all know, as I normally do, I am reading from the new King James version. Now, the fulfillment came with the shedding of his blood, releasing us from the bondage of sin and the law because the laws were established so established so that God would know how he was not so that God could. Oh, my gosh. Let me start this over. The laws were established so that man would know how he was sinning against God. And because we in our human form could never, ever follow all the laws given by God, Christ had to come to fulfill the law. So now Romans 10, 4 tells us that for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. And since the purpose of Jesus was to accomplish all that was written by God in the Bible, all that was written about him by the prophets would be completed. He would prove himself to be the one that was spoken of because the laws would be upheld because he walked the earth without sin. And now Colossians 2.14 tells us he canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. So to recap again, what Paul was stating is if you're a stronger Christian, yes, you have the freedom to do things that the Lord, not all things, let's not get it twisted, but he said about eating and drinking, right? The foods that weren't, that weren't allowed because of the laws that God had gave Moses. So he was saying to the stronger Christians, don't flaunt it that you eat and drink whatever it is that you want in front of the newer ones that have just come to the faith because you don't want to break their spirit because they don't understand and make them feel uncomfortable in what they're doing. And if they're not doing what you're doing, right? So it brought to my mind that we as Christians have become so comfortable with our freedom, not realizing that it came with a price and one that we could never repay, one that we could have never paid, right? So now Galatians 3, 23 to 25 says, but before faith came, we were kept under guard by the law, kept for the faith which would afterward be revealed. Therefore, the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ that we might be justified by faith. But after faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor. So I say, glory be to God for Jesus, because his coming and fulfilling of the law for us, dying in our place, allowed us the access to his righteousness and reconciliation with the Father, right? Because Galatians 2.16 tells us, Know that a person is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. So we too 
have put our faith in, in Christ Jesus, that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law, because by the works of the law, no one will be justified. So you see how the things of this world can become a part of your everyday life without you noticing that it's there, right? Now I got this, all this stuff started coming to my mind because I wanted to go shopping and refresh my wardrobe, right? That's all I wanted to do. I just went out, I ventured out, I was shopping, but one thing led to another, led to another because I was just so like, wow, where is everything? But then he, God quickly reminded me, what do you mean? Where is everything? First of all, you don't need anything. You're just out here because you want to judge up your wardrobe. And then if you do want to judge up your wardrobe, there's stuff on the shelf. So what are you, what are you talking about? Take what's there. Stop looking for an abundance of something else that you don't even know what you're looking for because you don't even need it. That's why you don't know what you're looking for. So all those things was coming to my mind as I was looking at the shelves being so empty, right? So here it is with all that, right? Like I said, all these things that are in this world can become a part of our everyday life without us even noticing that it's there. Right. So there was a bigger picture that he wanted me to see in my venturing out into the world to look around. And I will end with this. When you walk in the spirit, you become sensitive to what the Lord is saying because he's speaking every day. Right. Because Matthew eleven fifteen reminds us he who has ears to hear, let him hear. And with that, let me say something. You know what? I'm going to say with that, we're going to take a music break because that's not what I was going to teach on today. Everything that I talked about just now, I was not going to teach on that. It was just, it had totally, that whole encounter and outing had totally flipped what I had originally had planned to speak about today. But as we know, when you follow the spirit, he tells you what he needs you to know and tells you what he needs you to give out to his people. Right? So I guess he wanted us to be, I don't know who this was for, but I guess it was preparing myself and whomever just to uh, be grateful for what we have. Be grateful for what we have in our closets, be it food in our pantry, be it in our closets as clothing, be grateful for whatever it is you have. And we don't have to keep accumulating more and more stuff because that's not what the kingdom is about, right? That's not what the kingdom is about. It's about righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So now with that, we're going to take a music break. You have been listening to What Would Kay Say here on Radio Free Brooklyn, What Brooklyn Sounds Like. I 
Myself trying to call your phone. All the hopes and dreams we used to talk about, they're still alive in me, and I just hope I make you proud. Now I'm your legacy, and it's your love still holding me together. And I still hear you say, It's okay.
is when we fall
success is in your hand follow my plan I've called you for this hour and placed in you my power it's in your hand follow my plan I will do exceedingly above all you ask of me it's in your hand follow my plan don't wait to the left don't wait to the right it's in your
Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. You are listening to What Would Kay Say here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Gracias Dios indeed. We thank you God. Now it's time for the part of the show that I call Op-Ed. And this week's Op-Ed will consist of another incident that happened to me and the lesson that God wanted me to receive from it. I believe today the Lord is keeping the messages and lessons close to home, right? We don't need to go to current events to figure out what needs to be going on with ourselves. So let's begin at the beginning. Now, I was having a conversation with an individual and in the midst of the conversation, they casually stated that if I didn't do a particular task that they wanted me to, that there would be consequences. In other words, they issued me an ultimatum. And as all of you can probably agree, no one likes to be given an ultimatum. Now I'm sure that there is somewhere in the galaxy where the use of the issuing an ultimatum could prove to be very useful. Not in this case. I personally felt that it was a bit, it was a bit of an overkill in this instance. It was used as a form of posturing to express authority. Now, this individual believed it would make me change my position and see things their way, which would ultimately force me to do what they wanted me to do. Now, I viewed it as an opportunity for God to show up and be the God that I say and believe that he is. Now, to be fair, I was totally aware of the possibility of this conversation taking place, right? So it didn't happen um, and catch me off guard. It by no way caught me off guard. So this is where you know when God is speaking to you, when you're put in situations and you're quite comfortable, like I knew this was going to happen. 
Now see, the Lord had been speaking to me concerning this situation and he actually left the decision up to me on how to best handle it. He was letting me exercise my freedom of choice. Now I could do what they wanted me to do or I could walk away. Both options were without penalty and would be beneficial to me. Either way, I decided God was going to bless me in both situations. Now, as the conversation unfolded, I began to listen, you know, to them speak. There were several rebuttals that I could have given, but I held my peace. This, in my opinion, was a challenge on two levels. First, it was to see how well I could hold my tongue. And second, how well or how quickly if I needed to make a decision to make it and not procrastinate. I needed to follow through with what needed to be done and stop straddling in the middle. God was also showing me that when I hold my tongue, it gives him the authority to speak on my behalf by keeping quiet. The Holy Spirit was able to receive all that was being said to me in order for me to formulate my response ever so eloquently and straight to the point. Now, this is what I need you to know. When you are living through a lesson, you don't have to be taken advantage of in the process. God will allow for your chastisement, but he will not allow for you to be manipulated or spoken to in a condescending manner. Now, Matthew 10, 19 to 20 states, but when they deliver you up, do not worry about how or what you should speak for it will be given to you in that hour, what you should speak for. It is not you who speak but the spirit of your father who speaks in you. And can I tell you that God gave me every answer that I needed to give to this conversation all while reminding me that I needed to still make a decision. Jesus will be your advocate while telling you how to be a better individual. This lesson was to remind me that procrastination is the enemy of success. If I was going to continue to walk towards doors that God has yet to open for me, I have to rid myself of wavering when it comes to making a decision. Pick an option and stick with it. He's going to be with me either way. So I don't know who I'm talking to out there today, or this morning, but you're in the middle of having to make a decision. God is saying to you, pick a choice, one or the other. Either way, I've got you. Just make the one that you feel is best for you. I've got you. And with that, that is the end of Op Ed. Now, since we're in the beginning of a new month, the month of June, and by the way, my birthday month, holla, we are going to have a new 
we are going to have a new word for the month. And now our word for the month of June is going to be steadfast. And steadfast, according to Merriam-Webster, means resolutely or dutifully firm and unwavering. Hmm. Very interesting. Very challenging. Our promise for the month, well, not for the month, our promise for today is going to be, and for this week, 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So with that, I want us to say, it's going to be another scorcher. Everyone prepare, get your sunscreen, have your cool drinks, stay inside if possible, which we know people are not going to do because they stayed inside all last year and they don't care if they go out there and burn like a steak on a grill. They're going to go outside. So if you're going to go outside, protect yourself, wear your sunscreen so you don't burn Stay cool, stay hydrated, wear your mask. If you feel comfortable enough, take it off. If not, you can still wear your mask. You can do what you feel is going to make you feel most comfortable because believe it or not, people, coronavirus is still out there. Even though we don't have large cases, we still have the virus out there. So protect yourself, be safe, enjoy your time out in this beautiful weather that the Lord is blessing us with. And until he brings us together again next week, peace.
people in the struggle you think god's forgotten about you here's some pain medicine let's go
now, let's go now. In the front now, in the back now, let's go now. Ladies! <laughs> That's for the struggle. Why would I worry? Lord, you are the 